This is the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast, episode 36, the RHS Tatton Park Flower Show and Gardening Jobs and Plants of Interest for August. Plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs. Hello and welcome to the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast with me, Richard Farrer. And me, Sue Mack. This is the podcast to help you get the very best out of your garden with our regular features such as jobs to do in the garden and plants of note for this time of year. Coming up in this episode, we'll be talking about the RHS Tatton Park Flower Show. We've got an interview with Malcolm Dixon of Hooks Green Herbs about their master grower status launched by the RHS this year. We have our plant of the month for August, which is Echinops Rytro Veatures Blue. We have jobs to do in the garden and the vegetable garden and forthcoming garden and flower shows. August probably is the last of the real summer months. Summer can stretch into September a bit. Sometimes we have an Indian summer. August is definitely still a busy time in the garden, particularly in the vegetable garden. There is lots to do and harvest. If you're going away on holiday, it is the holiday season. Don't forget to get someone to water your plants or have some sort of method of watering the plants. But it's also a time to still enjoy your garden. There's plenty of plants which can have late summer colour, such as heleniums or echinops, which we'll be talking about later on in the podcast, uh, ceratostigma and acanthus. Uh, they have really interesting foliage. We have an acanthus in the garden, the big, tall, spiny thing, so quite an architectural plant. You cut him back. Oh, I cut it back because it wasn't doing very well this year. It got a bit of a fungus on the leaves. It remember? had a bit of a powdery mildew. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't it? Very sort of white. Yeah. That's cut back. The cut back, yeah. Crocosmia, that's out in flower. That's a nice Again, one. The late it's summer. Nearly finished, hey? Yeah, it's been a funny season, hasn't yeah. it? Our Agapanthus, pretty Agapanthus is out, which is nice, yeah. yeah. There's still some things in oh, the garden, which are nice. Colour. Yeah. There's definitely colour. And of course, all the pots, and you know my pots, I love my pots. <laughs> all the pots and hanging baskets are just coming into their own every day. They're beautiful. They've taken a while to get going, though, haven't they? Yeah. But again, because we don't have a greenhouse, greenhouse to no. bring them on, we rely on the warmth. And the, the warmth arrived so late this year. But now they are beautiful. We've Everyone had about four weeks now of better weather, haven't we? Yes. And uh, you can see it in the growth of stuff. Now courgettes? Courgettes are picking up now. We're starting to harvest them. My spinach is going mad. I've been <laughs> doing a lot of spinach dishes. We're having lots of stuff with spinach. But it tastes you know. so nice. It's got taste. The stuff you buy in the supermarket is just Insipid, doesn't taste. Insipid, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. So, yeah, it's all sort of looking good at the moment. And you've been busy digging out a new bed in the garden, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> Not your favourite task, but... Yeah, I've enjoyed it, but it's something that's hard work. The fact, I suppose, once I've done it, I can go, yes, I did all of that. Sense of satisfaction. It's just hard work, and it took me, what, a full week to get all the... Well, it's where the grass was. You can see you had to separate the grass Grass... from the soil, didn't you? Yeah, and that was a heavy job. And now, of course, we've piled a whole 
pile of horse manure, horse manure yeah. in and we put some grit in and quite a bit of straw that was in the horse manure. That'll rot down. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we hopefully next week I want to start planting all the new plants that are sitting there waiting to go in. But you've been preparing the bed, haven't you? Yeah. We've done so. it the right way. <laughs> As we're supposed to. No. Yeah. Practice what you pe- yeah. preach on the gardening <laughs> website. If that's what's got to be done, it's got to be done what, yeah. properly. But hopefully it will pay dividends as well. Well, it should do because we've got such clay soil. And if we don't prepare Get, yeah, it, the organic now's matter the time in. because it is a brand new bed. But maybe we should put a picture up on the yeah, website. Yeah, put it up on the Facebook page. Because I've been page. taking stages, and we should do that. We'll put it well, up. I'll on... put a few photos up on our uh, yeah. Plant Advice Facebook page. Yeah. So if you want, you can have a look at that. It's coming along, and I it's think next year it yeah. will look really good, because that also gets a lot of full sun, doesn't it's, it? Yes, and I think we can look at stuff that we can't look on the other side. Things that like yeah. full sun, But we have sun, to get yeah. a GM, because our GM has just gone on and on and on this First year. First year we've had a GM, but it's done oh, really well, beautiful. hasn't it? Yeah. And again, regular deadheading pays yeah. dividends, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. So at the end of July, we went to the RHS Tatton Park Flower Show, which is the most northerly of the flower shows. It's in Cheshire, and it's a slightly different feel to the other ones. They've all got their own unique feel. What were your thoughts and feelings about it? I love Tatton. I suppose because of the time of year it is, we're normally very lucky with the weather, although you struggled, it was too hot. Well, here in the UK, it was in the mid-30s, and I really do struggle. Some of you might be living in... That sort of temperature year round. You used to come from South Africa, Sue. Exactly. So you, so I was you in like my the weather. Element, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love Tetan. Really good. D- different. Different it part different. in the season. They have a lot of smaller gardens, the yes. back-to-back gardens, which really are reminiscent of what people can achieve in their own garden, and I think that's good. Yeah, definitely. You get ideas you can take home, don't you? Yeah, it's more realistic. And they didn't have to cancel flower beds this year. Oh, no. I'm so disappointed. I used to love That those. was a stalwart of the RHS show yeah. at Tatton. Very... Now they seem to be doing the shed. The, the shed, yes. Yeah, garden sheds yes. all tarted up, but not the same as the floral bedding, oh, which a lot of councils do do some amazing displays. Yeah. And that was, I don't know, would you say it's quintessentially British, the floral bedding? Definitely. Very I think it'll be Victorian sad if we lose in, it. Yeah, it's a shame. They and keep trying to change cost, yeah. things, don't they, to revitalise. Well, it's not that. I think people just think of the cost to put these beds out there for the summer. And it is such a short season. I know we've talked about that in the podcast before. Mm. We had one of the guys from the local council we spoke to, and George, who we did the podcast with at the time, he was very against council beds because of the cost. Yeah. And Huntingdon, where we are, see they've cut down this year. They have. They've taken they've, quite a few out. Yeah, they've taken some out and put some birch trees in right. silver birch, yeah. which are nice. They'll have the silver bark in wintertime, and it's not going to take as much maintenance once it's done. Yep. But talking about new things the RHS are trying to do, they've got a new scheme they've launched, which is called the RHS Master Grower. Now, this is to try and acknowledge UK growers and promote them in the horticultural field, a bit like, I suppose, the AGM award they have. And we caught up with the very first people to get this award, the RHS Master Grower, Malcolm Dixon. Now, we've spoken to him before in episode eight of the podcast. He's from Hooks Green Herbs. You can get that podcast at plantadvice.co.uk slash episode eight if you're interested. And we asked Malcolm, what exactly was the RHS Master Grower Scheme? 
Malcolm, we're at Tatton Park Flower Show and we have spoken to you before, but there's something rather special about your stand this time, isn't there? Yeah, we um, were approached by the RHS in March to do a display that incorporated the first RHS master grower. We sat down and talked to them about it and that's what we've come up with. So they're going to roll out a scheme of RHS master grower at all the shows during the season, starting with probably Cardiff next year but probably not including Chelsea because that's slightly different. And they will have a UK grower as a master grower within the marquee at each of these shows, and we're the first. So at every show they're going to introduce a single new master grower, aren't they? That's the plan, yeah. There is a list. Um, We were just talking with Tom Harfleet, the director of shows, and they've selected a number of nurseries and um, they now have to put them in order and, and advise them what's going on. You must be quite honoured and privileged to be the first. Yes, we are. When they approached us, we said, well, why us? And <laughs> it never was really quite clear, but I think it, the proximity to Tatton helps because we were able to run up and down in our van, delivering goods, getting the thing sorted, bringing up friends who were able to do some of the work with us. So it was that element of proximity, and also and we're very good. We always like your stand, and this one is particularly nice. <laughs> what are the RHS trying to achieve with the master grower? My thoughts are that they're trying to alter the marquee slightly so that they have something different to look at. Because, after all, um, when you go into a floral marquee at an RHS show, it can be a bit monotonous. So I think they have actually found something here that makes it slightly different. We aren't being judged, which makes it different for us, because normally we would have to be judged and so on. But because of the input of the RHS, because they've actually come up with some of the hardware and the photography and the filming and so on, and paid for it, we're not really allowed to be judged. But the judges have said that they like it, and they're going to make comments about it, so it'll be interesting to see what they have to say. But I think as a concept and an idea with all the photography within it, and the walkthrough and also incorporating our sales tables and the sales and so on. Uh, it's great. And, of course, we will use it on um, social media and our, our website and so on. Did the RHS have to come to visit your nursery to make sure you're uh, up to the mark? Yeah, that was part of Helen Bone goes around a lot of the nurseries all over the UK looking at them and talking to people about them and discovering who people are that she sees here doing displays but never uh, their nurseries. So she's been around, I think, most of the nurseries and it was on the occasion that she was going to visit us that she and uh, Lucinda Costello came and the two of them came and uh, we sat down and they said, we've got a plan. And that's how it evolved, really. The RHS have their AGM, which is a water garden merit for plants. Is this then, you think, the equivalent for nurseries? I think it probably could be perceived as that. But actually the award of garden merit is done through their committees and it's voted upon and there's quite a process of how they go about doing it. This is more a selection by the senior members of the shows committee where they're looking at everybody who's here or everybody who's applying for all the marquees and selecting from those the ones that they feel are UK-based, UK growers, knowledgeable, have a market and a professional at what they do. Well, congratulations, Malcolm, to be the first. I think it is a real honour and privilege and we'll look forward to seeing what other growers come up with this the Master Grower Scheme. Yes, and then Thomas has come up with a plan that we form a Master Growers Guild and we have a dinner every year. I like it. That's very good. Thank have a guest speaker, Richard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you very much, Malcolm. Thank you.
His stand really was quite special, oh, wasn't it? It was gorgeous. It was absolutely stunning. I loved it. But he did have quite a bit of help with the RHS, yeah. which is why he wasn't judged. Yeah, that's right. But it was lovely. They had a lot of pictures of them working at on the, the nursery, farm. the nursery, yeah. And, oh, sorry, at the nursery. And it was just gorgeous. Yeah, We always catch up with Malcolm at the shows, don't we? Yes. And it was so nice to speak to him. But what an honour and a privilege to be yes. chosen as the first one. Exactly. It, it was will, lovely. It was really nice. Yeah, brilliant stand. It will be interesting to see future shows, which other nurseries they choose and what sort of what displays they do. They do. Yes. Yeah. It will be very interesting. Certainly something different to do in the uh, floral marquee as well, isn't it? Yeah, and they do need to change things around a bit, although we say <laughs> we don't want the municipality bids to go. And no, we say they need no. change, but they can change some things, but not others. Yeah, <laughs> we'll tell them what they can. Yeah, we'll can't. say what they must do. <laughs> Everyone's got their own opinion, I guess. Now, our plant of the month for August is Echinops Ritro Veatures Blue. This is also known as a globe thistle, and it can make a really good cut flower. And if you cut it down, it can also flower more than once a season. It does have the RHS Perfect for Pollinators Award, and it really is especially loved by bees. You took a photo a few years back at a stately home, Sue, and it's on our website. If you search for bumblebee on our website, you will find it. A globe thistle, and it's covered in In bees. bees, They really do love them. The flowers really are like a globe about the size of, I don't know, a big ping pong ball, maybe a bit bigger, spiky blue flowers and flowers in August. It's a deciduous, upright perennial. It prefers full sun, but it will tolerate partial shade. It's fully hardy, and the RHS have given it the H7 scale, which means it's hardy even in the severest European continental climates, down to below minus 20 degrees C, so it really is very hardy. It prefers poor, well-drained soil, but will tolerate most soils if it's in full sun. Grows up to about a metre, 90 centimetres tall, with a spread of 45 centimetres. Average growth rate, taking about two to five years to reach maturity. It's generally pest-free, although can be prone to aphids, but a lot of things can be prone to aphids. Maintenance-wise, it's very simple. Cut back to the ground after flowering. This will encourage a second flush of flowers, or deadhead prevent self-seeding. Or if you want more of them, let it self-seed. And it's very easy to propagate. You can propagate by division in spring or autumn or by root cuttings in the winter or by sowing seed in the mid-spring. We don't have any of these, so we've never talked about the Echinops. They are thistly-like, but it's Mm. a very, very ornamental thistle, isn't it? It is, yes. They do like the full summer. I think the best thing about these is the bees love them. Yeah. We have seen them absolutely covered Covered, in bees. Yeah, they're very pretty. I do like them. I think the colour of them. They remind me a bit, perhaps of a compact sort of allium. Yes. That sort of feel, almost like a little sort of fireworks starburst coming from the top of the stems. One to consider for the new bed, do you think? Likes full sun? Yeah, yeah. There's going to be lots of different varieties. This is a deeper blues than some of the main varieties, but it is a real vivid colour. And how tall did you say it grows? About 90 centimetres, so just under a metre. Okay. Three foot in old money. Yeah. 
No, they are nice. Something to have a think about. They make a bit of a statement, don't they? They make a statement, good for the wildlife and... And the bees. And late summer colour in August. Yeah. Now, jobs to do in the garden. A busy time still in August. One job you can be doing is propagating plants from semi-ripe cuttings. Many plants can be propagated this month from semi-ripe cuttings. Examples include penstemons and fuchsias. We've got a couple of fuchsias, but Mm. we haven't got any penstemons. Maybe that's another one to (laughs) add to the list. We are going to have almost a botanical garden, one specimen of each in our garden. No, we said we weren't going to do <laughs> no. that. And then, then I go and buy one, a yeah, chocolate cosmos today. today. We've been trying Aww, to buy groups three. of threes. They say odd numbers yeah. to plant in is best. Anyway, coming back to propagating your plants. The best way to do this is select non-flowering side shoots so they're not putting the energy into the flowers. Cut just below a leaf joint so that you can cutting off a shoot with four or five pairs of leaves. Then strip the bottom two pairs of leaves so you're not losing lots of moisture from those leaves and dip the cuttings in hormone rooting powder if you've got it, but that's not essential, it should work anyway. Firm the cuttings into a pot of cutting compost. Half a dozen per pot is fine and place in a cold frame. When you're putting the cuttings in, it's probably best to put them around the edges. This also helps to prevent a bit of moisture loss. Uh, Many of the cuttings should have rooted by spring with your new plants. If you're going on holiday at this time of year, don't forget to have plans in place for your watering of your precious plants. Neighbours can help, but also automatic watering and irrigation systems if you can put it on a timer. And even if you're going away for a short break for a day or two, hanging baskets will suffer. We come back from a day's outing, Sue, don't we? And we got back from Tetton. Uh, yeah, and they are wilting. Mm, like I say, we got back from Tetton and I had to do an emergency <laughs> watering, didn't I? And and you see them within a matter of minutes, they do bounce Pick back. Yeah. yeah, we've got a little bag on the wall which is full of busy lizzies or impatience. And yesterday, I think they were looking a bit sad. Yes. You watered them and they perk up. Yeah, half yeah. an hour and they're happy again. It's because there's so many plants competing for so little moisture, and certainly if it's windy and warm, they yeah. really are going to lose a lot of moisture and need perhaps watering twice a day, maybe. Yeah. So holiday watering, don't lose your plants. Now it's also a time to be pruning some summer flowering shrubs. Many shrubs that have finished flowering recently can be pruned this month. These include Philadelphia and Wygela. You can cut out the shoots that have flowered and if the centre has become a bit congested, prune it to about one third of the older stems down to ground level. If you do this each year, within three years you will have completely rejuvenated the plant. After pruning, give the shrub a bit of a boost by mulching around the base with some well-rotted garden compost or manure. We are exceptionally lucky. We've got a friend in the village who keeps horses and she has a huge pile, isn't she? She does, but she's waiting for it to be moved at the moment. So obviously once a year she gets it moved and then they restart again. again. Yeah, well, the horses are going to generate a constant supply. This time of year, you can also be planting daffodil bulbs ready for spring. Already? Yeah, it's getting that oh, way, isn't it? Oh, I need to get some daffodils. <laughs> yeah, across the way, you planted yes. some around the trees last year. Didn't get many in, but they did make a good show. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we need to, next time we're out in the garden centre, get some bulbs and. I think so. Because the minute in. we have really, really good rain, 
That's ground the time softer, to get them in because otherwise I can't dig deep enough because you've got to put them quite deep. Yeah, and we've got clay soil, which yeah. is like solid when it's dry. Also, fruit trees at this time of year that are heavily laden with fruit can be an idea to support the branches because there is a risk of them snapping off if there's a lot of fruit. When raspberry canes have finished fruiting, prune them to ground level. We do have an article on our website that tells you how to do that. Tie flowers that are flopping over on stakes. That's a constant battle through the season. Certainly with some of the heavy rain we've had as well, mm, Sue. Yeah. Deadheading, that's a constant thing. You're going out all the time, aren't you, deadheading? Yes. But it does pay dividends. Oh, it does. Makes them look nicer and encourages New more growth. flowers. Because yeah. the roses are going in for their second. Second bout, yeah. Regular lawn mowing, and if it is quite dry, raise the cut height because that won't savage the grass quite so much and give it a bit of a chance to recover. Trim border edges, regularly spray roses against green fly and black spot. We've been doing that. We haven't put the sulphur on for a little while, no, have we? No, because the black spot's been great this year. Maybe because we did it so early. But, but also, I haven't seen any black spot on the remember roses Remember one of the moment. garden people we spoke to at the garden shows, he said, when you're uh, watering roses, water the base. the base. Don't water yeah. the leaves because then it's the humidity which is encouraged. Right. Encourages yeah. black spot, which is a fungus, yeah. yeah. Which helps with the leaky hose now, I suppose. Yes, because the waters get straight down into yeah. the roots. You can also damp down greenhouse paths to create a humid atmosphere that pests such as red spider mite don't like and water and feed containers and hanging baskets regularly that we spoke about earlier. In the vegetable garden. In the vegetable garden, you can still be sowing seeds outside of lettuce, radish, spinach and onion, and you can be planting out cabbages. But the best thing at this time of year, as all the farmers know, it's harvest time. And you can be harvesting peas, French beans, tomatoes, onions, radish, carrots, turnips, beetroot, spinach, cauliflowers, cabbages, lettuce... Globe artichokes, broad beans, runner beans, marrows, courgettes, cucumbers, potatoes, Swiss chard, broccoli, celery, sweet corn, aubergines, peppers and pumpkins. There's an awful long list there. We haven't got all of those. We've had some potatoes recently again, haven't we? With our barbecue Mm -hmm. and the lettuce and the spinach and the the courgettes. Courgettes. We've got got a good, had a good turnout this year. Courgettes have caught up eventually, but they did take a while to get going. Well, at least we're getting some because a friend of ours said pull them out. Thank goodness we didn't. Yeah, just goes to show, doesn't it? Well, remember also that Eryngium we had in the garden. Beautiful blue Eryngium. One year didn't do anything. We thought we'd lost it. Come back again this year. And Amazing last year show. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Given time, sometimes they will bounce back and pay dividends again. Forthcoming garden shows. Now, forthcoming garden and flower shows. August is a quieter month, but from the 18th to the 21st of August, there is the Southport Flower Show further up north here in the UK. Flower show season's really finished now, so isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of earlier in the year. May, Chelsea begins, and, and then, then you've got Hampton. Yeah. And then next year, that, is it next year that Yeah, next was, I believe, some... the RH is Chatsworth House, yes. isn't it? It's introducing another Massive, one. Massive, stately yeah. home in the UK, and we're going to go and try that one. I think so. Yeah, the Definitely. inaugural one. We'll be there for the yes. inaugural opening. Yeah, because be, I'm sure it'll be exciting. It'll be interesting to see how that varies yeah. from the other shows as well. 
So what have we got lined up in the garden then, Sue? Flower bed. Flower bed. (laughs) Finish digging in the horse manure. Yeah, I've got a little bit left to dig and then I'm hoping if I can finish it tomorrow, because they say it's going to be a lovely day tomorrow. It is, 24 degrees. the weekend we can place all our plants and see if we're happy with them and get them in. You see them doing this on the TV shows, don't you? They get loads of plants and then you've got the opportunity of moving them around and thinking that looks good. We've never, ever had this opportunity before because you go to the garden centre, you get a plant, you think, oh, we've got a space we'll plonk it in there we've actually got a chance to think and plan this bed a little bit more that's why we've been buying plants haven't we yeah and two and three is off yeah. instead of just singing and then i'll go and get one cosmos today oh, well. silly girl if you go again you'll have to yes, get another, another one or one. two two yes yeah well that is all for this episode thanks ever so much for listening and i hope you'll listen again next month don't forget out get out there and enjoy your garden august probably is last of the best months september can be good but august is a really good month and a lot of people are off on holiday so enjoy your garden until next month it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me podcast was brought to you by plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs.